This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 120. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited because I am traveling again tomorrow. I've been traveling a lot recently and it's, it's kind of cool, but it's also pretty tiring. And, uh, you know, I actually quite like just being at home. I get seem to get a lot more done when I, when I stay at home. But nevertheless, always great to be traveling. And this time I'm heading to Montreal in Canada for the North American Polyglot Symposium happening this weekend. Uh, or as Steve Kaufman has begun to call it, Le Festival de Longue, which I think is a, a much more user-friendly name, if you like. So if you're in Canada, definitely come along to the symposium or Le Festival. Uh, and then we can hang out and have a drink and talk about languages. I would like to read a iTunes review from a listener. This one is from Mr. Hez. Mr. Hez says, This show is a must-listen, as learning a new language is a must in this day and age. Well presented, Ollie. All the best. Thank you very much, Mr. Hez. Very nice of you to say so. Now, before we get into today's question, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, who are italki. And italki are an amazing company based in Shanghai in China who have a fantastic platform where you can connect with native speaker teachers for lessons in any language that you happen to be learning. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, you can head over to iwillteachyouanglanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, let's get into today's question, which is another email question because I'm making up for my uh, focus on voice questions. <laughs> this one is from Rocco, who some time ago wrote and asked, Ollie, first and foremost, I'm a big fan of your work. Love the podcast, and I'm currently working my way through the short stories in Italian book, which is helping a lot with vocabulary, which brings me to my question. What are your thoughts on learning vocabulary? Specifically, what role do you think the learner's mother tongue should play in the process? Do you think that it's better to translate new words into our native language or try to do everything in the target language? What are the advantages or disadvantages of both? Okay, Rocco, thank you very much for your question and very sorry to take so long to, to reply to you. And great to hear you're enjoying the Italian short stories because, well, in fact, as you listen to this, hopefully in a, even this week, I should be releasing volume two of the Italian short stories. So definitely go and check that out. You can go to my page on Amazon to find all the short story books. And that is at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash Amazon. Um, the, yeah, I mean, the short stories were made specifically to help with vocabulary because it, you know, reading is something that you, many people can't do let, until they get to a higher level and then it becomes a kind of chicken and, chicken, chicken and egg situation. You know, how do you improve without reading? And then how do you read without improving first? <laughs> you know, so the short stories are, are specifically designed to help beginners get a, um, their their start in reading in the language um and so it's great to hear that that's helping with vocabulary because that's that's the whole point but your question is like how do you you know should you basically you're asking should you translate and we've answered this question before actually in previous podcasts um so i'll give a you know a kind of uh, a summary here i'll try and really really dilute down my um or condense rather down my thoughts into um what really matters here. And I think the first thing to say about vocabulary is that the ideal situation is as follows. The ideal situation is that everything you do will be in the target language and you kind of achieve full immersion and learn that way. Um, I think as a learner, especially if you're living abroad, uh, sorry, if you're living at home 
and not surrounded by the language and full immersion in the target language is long-term the best way to learn. But it's not practical. And for most people, trying to do everything in the target language will result in frustration, uh, overwhelm, and probably failure because you have, you know, you just, it's just too much. As adults, we have study skills and we can do much better than full immersion because we can use our existing knowledge of our mother tongue or another language to much quickly, much more quickly make sense of the language that we're studying. So in my experience, the translation question is broken up roughly into two stages when you're learning a new language. So in the first stage, what you can do is you can translate tangible objects and tangible things that you know. Okay, so for example, a word for table or pen or man or language. These are all very, very uh, like clear physical concepts. You know what they are in the real world. There's no nuance here, um, and you can very quickly learn the translation. Like, for, for example, let's take the word table. Now, um, if you were going to learn the word table in Italian, I could explain you that word in Italian, in Italian, using only Italian, and I could kind of gesture and do all that stuff. And eventually you get, okay, oh, that's the word for table. Or I could just say to you, hey, here's the word, and it means table in English. And then you've kind of got that in a second. <laughs> and for me, in most cases, as you are building your basic vocabulary in a language, translation makes uh, the most sense because it, it, it's instantaneous. And there is no kind of difficult explanation required. Now, I think this holds even more true for languages that have a lot in common because, for example, if you're learning Italian and your mother tongue is English or Spanish or French, you can start to notice, by using translation, you can start to notice rules and patterns. So you can see, for example, that there are certain kinds of words in English, nouns or verbs, which always convert, almost always convert into Italian following the same pattern. And once you start to notice those patterns between languages that gives you that what that enables you to start guessing stuff so you can if you don't know a particular word in italian you can say oh right well i know the english word and i know how a lot of these latin based english words convert into italian so i can give it a guess and more often than not you'll be right and so this is the kind of thing that you are able to see and learn and notice through translation Okay, so translation, very, very powerful, very, very quick, very, very um, useful and practical for beginners. But before I start to get, before I start to receive tons of uh, anti-translation uh, email, I think there comes a point where you need to transition, and that point comes fairly early on. So we've talked about stage one. Stage two is the point at which you know enough of the language that you can start to guess difficult words from the context. And for anybody, your I think really your number one aim in a language is to get to this stage as soon as possible. All right? It's the point where whatever you read or whatever you listen to, um, you know there's a kind of a critical mass of stuff in the language so that if even if you come across an unknown word, you can uh, you can guess what it would mean from context. Okay, now that's the second stage. So from stage one we had, all right, we're learning and we're translating basic words so that we can learn them quickly. And in stage two, we already know quite a bit and we're able to kind of survive and get by pretty much just in the target language. 
Now, I'm not going to get into how to get to stage two, because that's a topic for another day. It's a, it involves a lot of study, obviously. Um, but I think the point to the point I'd like to make here, Rocco, is actually that I, I have never found myself sticking to particular rules with this. You know, um, a lot of people do ask, well, how do I stop translating? How do I start relying on the language? And I've always found it to be a very gradual process with no clearly delineated points. There's often a point where you kind of wake up one day and, and you realize, oh, actually, you know what? I don't need English anymore. But, you know, that can, that, that can take a, that can be a long time coming. And I've always found it to be a very gradual transition from using translation to not. One thing that really makes a difference, I think, is the, if you're able to live with uncertainty, and I've mentioned this a number of times on the podcast. It's that, you know, a lot of people take this approach of, I need to understand every word. I need to translate every word. But in reality, you don't. You know, you could take any page of a book, cover up half the words, and probably still understand what's going on. So people that make very quick progress in a foreign language are able to keep reading or keep listening, even though there's lots of words they don't understand. And there's a very special skill that. And it takes a bit of bravery. But I think if you can start to think of it in that way and start to look look at the vocabulary, like come when you come across unknown, unknown vocabulary, think to yourself, right, do I really need to know this? Or can I actually survive and get by without it? And trying to gradually start pushing yourself to not have to look up every word. And that will really help you because then you can cover more ground. You can get more exposure to the language and that compounds very, very quickly. And, and that increased exposure combined with your kind of willingness to live with a few unknown words is going to really propel you you forward. So that's, again, that's a kind of a useful strategy and a good approach. But the reality is you're still going to need to look stuff up. I mean, I still do it in all languages. I still look, look stuff up all the time, albeit, you know, I do it less as I get better in a language. Um, but, you know, it just it's just simply not the case that you no longer have to look things up, you know. You can start to do it more strategically, though, and I think that's that's important. So if you imagine you're reading a book, uh, maybe it's my short stories books or maybe it's something else, and, you know, maybe it is quite tough. There's a lot of words you don't know. What I'd encourage you to do is uh, something that I um, I learned from, from Alex Rawlings um, in a talk that he gave in Berlin uh, a couple of years ago, which I'll link to in the show notes. A uh, really great talk. And he talks about... He actually sets himself rules, and he says, well, whenever he's reading a book, he will not look up words that he doesn't know unless he sees them five times. Now, this is interesting because what that means is that, you know, what does it mean if a word comes up five times in a book or even in one chapter? It means that it's going to be important to the story, right? So if you see a word five times, then it's worth looking up because you know it's going to be important and it's best to know that because it's going to be crucial to the story, right? And I think that's a really, really great approach because it just gives you a way, a kind of a, a rule or a system, if you like, for thinking, okay, I'm not going to look up every word that I'm reading, but I will look up the important words because that will help, that will enable, better enable me to read and to understand. Okay, so um, that you could try out that rule, the five times rule, but you maybe don't have to be quite so explicit about it what, what i personally do is i just say okay whenever i see a pattern whenever i see the same thing coming up a few times or more then i'm going to look it up but it can be difficult to 
you know, to restrict yourself to doing that, um, to, to restrict yourself to not looking up every word that comes across, uh, that you come across. And, um, you know, but I think if you can develop that skill, then it's really, really important. And it means you can gradually tr- start to transition from stage one, where you're looking up everything, to stage two, where you don't necessarily need the translation anymore. It also depends on the language. So, for example, if you are a Romance language speaker and you're learning Italian, you're going to be able to guess quite a lot of words. But for me in Cantonese, for example, at the moment, with a new word, often I'm completely flummoxed by it. You know, I just have literally no idea what it means. Uh, so I've also found that the language is is different and it, and it does very much depend on the language you're learning. So I hope that's helpful, Rocco. Again, um, it's a gradual thing, and but you, there are many things you can do just to help that process along and to gradually start transitioning. If you would like to ask me a question, you can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask and that will take you to a place where you can record a question. Also, if you have found this useful or you've been enjoying the podcast, please do head over to iTunes and leave me a review. Someone left me a one-star review or one-star rating recently, which I thought was a bit harsh. They didn't even say why. They just left a one-star rating. Anyway, maybe uh, maybe you can help me redress the balance (laughs) by by going and leaving me a review and a star rating in iTunes. I'll be very, very grateful. And I might even read it out on the show. And if you'd like to do that, and rally against that horrible one-star reviewer, then you can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash review. Alternatively, just head over to the iTunes store, search for the I Will Teach You A Language podcast, and you'll find it there. Now, at the end of every every episode, I'd like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And earlier on, I mentioned this talk by Alex in Berlin, and it's he, he talks all about, all about his approach to reading in languages, uh, and that is very, very cool. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes, which will be at IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode 120. And also one other thing that's worth mentioning in these these uh, short story books, um, we actually, me and Alex recorded a masterclass, a reading masterclass for you guys. So if you do get hold of one of the books, and they're very cheap on Amazon, they're $2.99 uh, US dollars each. So it's like less than a, about half the price of a Starbucks these days. <laughs> Uh, if you get uh, pick up a copy of one of those books on Starbucks in, in Starbucks in <laughs> on Amazon, they don't sell them in Starbucks. They just sell them on Amazon. Then in the front of the book is a link to sign up for a reading masterclass hosted by me and Alex, and that you might find that very very useful as well. So enough about Starbucks. That, that's it for today. Hope that was useful, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. Take care.